listening to Tassie Encounters on Faith FM. We're coming to you right across Australia from Hobart, Tasmania, each weekday, but every Monday particularly with David Leo. Good morning. Happy happy Monday, uh, David. Happy Monday. Happy man- Monday to everybody. Yeah. yeah. How, how are you going, David? You've had a good week? I have. Or I last have week, should I say. Week. I mean, it's it's only the beginning of this week, but... Yeah, the previous <laughs> week was fantastic. Yeah, it's been a good week. Yeah, good. <laughs> uh, David, today we've got Tabitha Zachariah in the studio with us, and uh, she's uh, going to be learning to be the... Uh, Back up, or not not back up, a, a second radio host uh, to help me out because it's uh, every day is a, a big job. So uh, Tabitha's here. Good on Tabitha. I I know Tabitha from uh, we did some work together at uh, Hobart University. Wow. So yeah, Tabitha, I never knew you had an interest in radio though. What what uh, what makes you interested in Faith FM and, and the radio? Well, David, um, I this is to do with my. Uh, background of study um, so I've studied journalism and um, I feel like radio is the easiest way to get started um, <laughs> sort of build that confidence before like you get into a bigger media space but yeah so it's it's, a, it's really interesting to learn all these technical aspects of radio and also um, um, engage with the listeners Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So it's it's very interesting, and um, I'm looking forward to learning more. I've been learning um, some technical aspects and doing a, a lot of behind the scenes tasks, more of behind the scenes th- scenes than being on air. Um, and I look forward to being on air more often, and also just um, doing a whole program on my own. Yeah. Oh wow! I'm, That's I'm, good I'm, to have you on board. Uh, Thank I'm, you. I'm looking forward to that day as well because uh, that means that I can uh, <laughs> do <laughs> other things as well because there's many things to do in my job here as well. So, yes. Yeah. Yes. And, yeah, and, and there is quite a lot that goes on behind the scenes that people don't realise. So there's it's it, it's it's a bit more than just uh, turning up and talking for an hour. So yeah. Yeah. Well, Tabitha is always uh, joyful to be around. So it's uh, yeah. it's going to be great. Yeah. It will be good, and uh, it won't be long, and she'll be uh, hosting programs on her own. Um, wow. So uh, I'll give our listeners our number, our Tassie Encounters number, 488 You can save that in your phone, write it on your fridge or on a sticky note, wherever you are. Uh, you can use that to ask us questions, give us feedback, uh, take advantage of the offers that we give as well. So, David, uh, do you want to just give a review where we come, f- where we have come from in our in our series, and uh, what we're going to be talking about today? Yeah, sure. So, we we actually started off um, in the Gospel of John. We've been talking about the um, the uh, encounters that people have with Jesus. Uh, we've started in Mark now, and I haven't mentioned this before, but they're actually you know the four Gospels: Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. They actually have different perspectives of Jesus. So when we looked at John, um, John really goes into the divinity of, of Christ, that Jesus is God, right? And you've got Luke, and he's a he's a doctor, so he gets into real details about the physicality and all the experiences. So he, he looks at Jesus as the man, mm. right? And then Matthew goes to a line, uh, the lineage of, of uh, Jesus Christ, and he uh, presents Jesus as a king. Right. And then Mark, which is what we've been going through now, is Jesus as a servant. Right. And what we've been talking about is the introduction of the servant, servanthood of Jesus has been about his authority. 
So we started off as in Mark One, and it's it's just rapid fire. You know, you remember the the um, well, all words? of those those words: the uh, amazed, astonished, and immediately. <laughs> immediately, yeah, and, and and you know, and is used a lot because it's a conjunction of bringing in the next uh, story or the next uh, action. Yeah, and um, yeah, we last week. Uh, so the first week we looked at Jesus just delivering, um, healing people, teaching, um, delivering demons from people, you know, and, and uh, it was just rapid. And then last week we started with Mark 2. We looked at how um, how Jesus saw the faith of this paralytic's friends and acted upon it. You know, so it, take, you know, it takes teamwork. It takes a lot of, uh, you know, people to, to bring, you know, we work as a team to bring people to Christ. And Christ Authority is still there that he's the only one that can forgive sins. He's the only one that can, that can do that healing for us. Mm-hmm. And today we're going to go to the other end of, of Mark 2. And we're calling this morning's title Fast Sabbath. And it actually talks about these two concepts of fasting and Sabbath. And we'll cover what, what is it? And why did Jesus, you know, why, why did Jesus have this encounter with, um, these Pharisees that, that, um, you know, challenged him? Mm. Yeah, so it's interesting. Just just to make a point, uh, the first time the Pharisees came to challenge Jesus, you remember last week we talked about they only thought it. They only thought, who who's this man that he can do that? Do you remember? Mm. Yep. Um, this time they're actually speaking out and challenging. Yeah. Next week when we look at Mark three, they're actually now plotting to kill him. Wow. So there's a there's a, a, a rapid tent- a rapid progression there. That's right. There's a tension, you know. It shows man, these guys don't want this they don't want Jesus around. Mm. You know, so it's um yeah, so looking forward to getting into getting into this um, morning's one. Well, let's uh let's do that. Uh, do you want to kick off with a prayer? Yes, let's do that. Father, we're about to hear your word. The Bible says in Romans ten seventeen that Faith comes by hearing, and hearing comes from proclaiming your word. So that's going to happen again this morning. So we we pray, Lord, that you can increase our faith. We ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 So uh, Mark chapter two, and I think we're reading from eighteen this morning. That's right. Do you yes, want to do you want to read first, or have you got other things to say before we get into it? No, let's let's we'll get into it. Okay, Uh, so I'm going to read from 18 to 22, and this is from the ESV version of the Bible. It says, Now John's disciples and the Pharisees were fasting, and people came and said to him, Why do John's disciples and the disciples of the Pharisees fast, but your disciples do not fast? And Jesus said to them, Can the wedding guest fast while the bridegroom is with them? As long as they have the bridegroom with them, they cannot fast. The days will come when the bridegroom is taken away from them, and then they will fast in that day. No one sews a piece of unshrunk cloth on an old garment. If he does, the patch tears away from it, and new from sorry, the new from the old, and a worse tear is made. And no one puts new wine into old wineskins. If he does, the wine will burst the skins, and the wine is destroyed, and so are the skins. But new wine is for fresh wine skins so it's sort of it seems like to me david there's almost two parts to this little few verses there is there is and that's a good pickup we'll deal with the first part first yeah <laughs> and, and that's the um that's the pharisees um you know asking jesus hey why don't your disciples fast you know john's disciples fast and what's about john the baptist the one that said 
that you know the one that baptized Jesus and said, oh, "Here is the Lamb that takes away the sin of the world." And um, we should we should uh, probably take into consideration that when Jesus came and started his ministry, there were probably two other major movements, and those two major movements were the Pharisees. They'd been around since the, um, in history. They had they had continual wars with the Romans and. They started off small and became massive. In fact, uh, I think I read somewhere that uh, there was about 6,000 Pharisees by the time that Jesus came. And they were, they're not an official movement, but they became like an official group of pastors that were the ones that would, would tell people what the, what the Bible says. Mm. So there was criteria that had to be met. So that was the, that was one massive movement. And Pharisees become really strong by this time. And uh, the other movement was John the Baptist. Right. Right. He had he had disciples that um, were teaching repentance, you know, and, and and fasting, but he they say, oh, well, Jesus, why don't why don't your guys fast? And what does fasting means? This uh, in the in Judaism uh, with the Jews, they had three major pillars. The first one was prayer. The second one was alms giving or you know giving away money to charity and, and people that are poor and things like that. That was the second part, and the third part was fasting. So what? So what's the fasting all about? So the fasting is all about um, in in the Bible it talks about this day of atonement, mm. and uh, on that day of atonement, which is the tenth day of the seventh month in the Jewish calendar, they would afflict their souls, and what that means is they would try and find. Any, anywhere in their body that they can, uh, anywhere in their mind that they can confess their sin to uh, to God, and so in fasting they stop eating for a twenty four hour period, right? And so um, the the Jewish were taught, you know, this, this is when we fast. They, you also find they fast in times of crisis. Um, David fasted, you know, when he knew of his sin and he was pleading to God, "Please, Lord, hear my prayer." Um, when Jerusalem was destroyed, there was a there was a an instruction that came out, everyone, we're going to be, we're going to be fasting. Don't eat any food. You know, it's a time of sorrow and a time of suffering, you know. So, mm. uh, and when it got to the time of the, the Pharisees where Jesus was, they started practicing fasting on Mondays and Thursdays. That wasn't a requirement. It's just something that they, they kind of, mm. they started doing and, and they wanted people to know, you know, we're, we are pious, mm. we're pious Pharisees and, you know, and, um, we do this practice, you know, we, we, Plead with God often, and so do as we do. And uh, they noticed something about Jesus. They said, "Hey, uh, why don't you guys fast?" You know. Um, so you you're left to think: uh, Did they not fast? Right. Mm. And there's a story in Luke four, Matthew Matthew four two, uh, where Jesus is fasting for forty days. So does Jesus believe in fasting? Well, yes, obviously he did it himself. <laughs> <laughs> he sure did. <laughs> so, um, and he makes he makes a he makes a um, a solid point, and he says um, uh, he makes a solid point in saying um, uh, what he called. I'm here. I'm here to celebrate. But we'll we'll get into that in the next segment, and we'll we'll flesh it out a little bit more. Okay. Yeah. No worries. Let's have a listen to our first song. It's called Jesus Only You by London Getch.
only you. Welcome back mm. to Faith FM. You're listening to Tazzy Encounters with David Leo. Now, David, we were talking about the disciples of John and the Pharisees fasting and why Jesus' disciples were not fasting. Yeah. So, um, the uh, what do you call it? The point is made that he says, hey, why would why would they fast if the bridegroom is here or the the groom is here? So he makes a he makes a um, reference to a marriage, mm. right? They're celebrating a wedding, and he said it's time for celebrating, not not time to to mourn and fast. And that's an interesting interesting uh, illustration he makes. And there are p- uh, places in the Bible where Christ is seen as the husband. It's an illustration that he's the he's the husband or, or the or the bridegroom. And he says, right now is the time of celebration. And in Romans twelve fifteen, it says, you know, rejoice with those who rejoice and weep with those who weep, right? And he's saying, my disciples are rejoicing right now because I'm here with them, yeah, right. And so he, and, and so that's that that should get the that should get them thinking. What's what's this guy talking about? You know, is he is he uh, is he saying something about they're, they're, probably, they're probably thinking of a literal wedding they're thinking did we miss out on a wedding or something <laughs> but you know he's actually making a huge when you look at the illustration especially in Revelation he's saying that I'm the I'm the I'm the guy that's come to you know to look after my wife which yeah. is the people that, that that believe in him and then he says the days will come when the bridegroom is taken away yeah then they will fast 
right? So the disciples, they're, gonna, they're not going to have him around all, the whole time. And then he refers to these two parables. He says, no one sews a piece of unshrunk cloth on an old garment. Because if you get an unshrunk cloth, and you know, let's say you get a hole, a hole in your jacket, right? And then you decide, oh, I'm going to go get a, a, a patch of cloth. You ever done that before, Jason? Your mum ever do that for you back in the days when you were a kid? Uh, patch stuff up, yes. I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm sure many times. And, and it's normally an old pair of jeans or something that uh, get cut up to patch <laughs> something That's right. else. So. I, used to get, um, I used to get patches on a lot of the knees, yes. the knees of my trousers. <laughs> That's where it all seemed to be patched up. Um, but, yeah, he said if you, put a, if you put a new piece of cloth on old clothing, when you wash it, it's going to – tear away mm. because it's going to shrink mm. right and then he says the same thing about wine he says you don't put you don't put um old uh, you don't put new wine into old wine skins because what happens to new wine if you put it inside uh, uh the wine skins that they have what happens when it ferments i'm assuming it expands a bit it expands mm. right and so what he's saying is if you put uh if you if you try and um if you're trying to make me uh, contained into the traditions that you're used to, prayer, almsgiving, and um, fasting was the staple and pillars of their teaching. He was giving them an insight. Hey, listen, uh, I'm not going to be the guy that you think I am, mm. right? What, what? If you think that I'm going to join John's disciples, or you think I'm going to join the Pharisees, well, then you've got me wrong. And the thing here is, do you, do you remember that guy that uh, we talked about with the um, the paralytic guy that came and said uh, Jesus if you're willing yes. uh, you can make me whole yep. you remember that guy yes. he said to he said to this guy right go back to the, after he healed him he said go back to the priest show him that you're clean because that was the law that was the law that the Jews had and then he said uh, and give a sacrifice um, as Moses instructed you to mm. so he yep. works within the structure Right, he works within the structure of um, the law and the system of the time, uh, but at the same time, he's not a rebel. Yeah, you know. So he's 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 both challenging parts of of their practices, but uh, but also uh, fit, fitting within the I guess the the scriptural uh, framework. Yeah, he's honouring he's mm. honouring that you know, and uh, he he makes a point. He says. Um, and, and this is going to follow on to the Sabbath segment that we're going to get into next. Mm. But he's saying to them, uh, you may have the understanding of fasting all twisted. Mm. It's great that you guys fast on Mondays and Thursdays and you're, you know, you have, uh, that, that's very honorable, but maybe you've got it all twisted, yeah. you know? And, and the way that my disciples are going to fast, they're going to remind you of what fasting really means, you know? And, um, what, what fasting, you know, is it really necessary? <laughs> to, is, it, is it something that um, you, you ever done fasting before, Jason? Yes, I have from time to time. I, I must say I don't do it regularly, but yes, from time to time. And sometimes uh, certain uh, medical procedures require you to fast, which I well, never, I never enjoy. <laughs> that's, that's, that's true. Um, you know, in, in in the modern times, you know, that I uh, what was that probably five to ten years ago. I'm not, I can't remember. But my brother bought to me this. Uh, this new thing that went around called intermittent fasting yes. with training. Yeah, I thought that looks interesting. So fasting's become something the medical world has said this is good for your body. Mm. But um, you know, I, I think when it came to the when you read it in the Bible, they weren't really looking at those type of physical benefits, even though it's there. So God knew better than 
anybody. Mm. <laughs> Fasting is good for you. But the, the teaching in the Bible really reminds people that um, you need to you need to stay hungry. And what I mean by that, I mean that in very colloquial terms. You know, I um I recently uh, I recently watched this video clip of some motiva- motivational speaker, and he speaks about. So I haven't covered these facts. I want to go check out Steve Irwin's teachings, but um he said that. You know, the best time to attack a crocodile is when they're paralyzed. And so the question comes to your mind, when, when is a crocodile paralyzed? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you know? And, and I've seen a crocodile eat, you know, when a crocodile, you know, grabs its food, it, it rolls around and around. And, and that's its way of trying to break down the food because it doesn't have, uh, teeth that can chew it down. And he's, this guy says that, um, you know, when, when, uh, after it eats, it's, it's paralyzed. Right. And it's just, it enjoys its meal. It's like, I'm, I'm done. I'm good. You know, and he said that's the time to get to try and you know, tie the crocodile up because they're not going to attack back. Now I'm not going to try that, but <laughs> you know that, that's a really good illustration that um, we get to a point in our lives where we we're not hungry anymore. Yeah, and we become paralyzed. Like yeah. we just we're not desperate for God. We're not desperate to help people. We're not desperate that uh, that we we are needy. But when you intentionally decide, I'm going to fast. You know, when there's things in your life that are, um, you know, that are paralyzing you. You know, mm. one one of the things that are, I'm coming across a lot of young people, they choose to fast from social media mm. because that's the thing that's stopping them from being hungry. You know, that's paralyzed them. You know, and so it becomes bigger than just food. There are things around us that paralyze us. <laughs> things are, things around us that, that stop us from looking to God. And God says in those moments. So when it when it comes to um, Fasting, yeah, we, we've, uh, my family and I, we do fasting when there's big decisions to be made in our in our lives. You know, when things happen, we're like, ah, oh, you know, we, we need to work as a team here. And so, um, you know, my my son, my youngest, the seven year old, he decided to join the fasting team this year, and um, he got to lunchtime. And he said, "Dad, I'm really hungry." And I said, "Wow, yeah, I know." So this is what fasting's about. I said, "Wait till dinner." <laughs> and between lunch and dinner, I could see the suffering on his face. You know, I was like, "Yes, he's there now." You know, he's there. And so he got to dinner, and he um, he ate, and he looked really happy. You know, we we um, and and I asked him, I debriefed, "What was it like?" And when you told me you were hungry, he goes, "Oh, Dad, I just every time I looked at food, I wanted it. I was thinking about food in the afternoon, and I was, I said, did you pray to God?'" He goes, "Yeah, that's what you said." So I prayed to God and said to help me.'" And when you read Luke 4, Matthew 4, Jesus literally says these words. He quotes from Deuteronomy and he says, Man does not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of the Lord. Mm, And so he teaches us, authority comes again. And in this segment, we see his authority. This is is what's happening. Just makes me wonder there too, um, David, where the Pharisees and John's disciples were fasting, but they, they hadn't recognized their the need to celebrate because Christ was there with them. Amen. And uh, they seem to miss the point there. Yeah. Um, I'm just going to mention our offer for today. It's Decoding Bible Prophecy, um, and we'll give a bit more information after the break. But uh, Tabitha is going to introduce our next song. Yes, um, before I introduce the next song, uh, David, I just wanted mm. to mention that you got the name of the university <laughs> wrong. <laughs> you said we met at Hobart University, um, and that is not right. It's the University the, of Tasmania. All of those Launceston uh, students will be very offended that you call it the Hobart <laughs> University. 
<laughs> Sorry to all the Launceston uh, University students and administration that are hearing this, and thank you, Tabitha, for correcting that. Apology accepted from my side. <laughs> all right, so the next song um, is called What the World Needs, and that is by Noema Moore. Mm, beautiful song. Yes. And um, uh, you, you know Noema, I believe, uh, David. Yes, yes. It's a great, talented girl. Let's have a listen. We tried, we all come face to face with all the mask we use to hide out of space and keep the facade that everything's okay. As I take a closer glimpse, I see a world at lost in sin, in desperate need of hope and love. Held in 
suffering will end, the pain will cease, and healing abounds in His loveliness. And healing abounds in His loveliness. Welcome back, listeners, and you're listening to um, Taz Encounters with David Leo. And David, we've been uh, reading this passage in Mark chapter 2 about the fasting and then uh, repairing old pieces of uh, old clothes with new uh, cloth. And then now we've got uh, the next part of this passage, which is titled in my Bible, Jesus is Lord of the Sabbath. Yeah, so we're going to get into that. Can I just say, it's really refreshing to hear a new voice making the introduction to the segment. You know, <laughs> God, good job, Timothy. That, that, that was great. Um, so we're going to we're going to jump into this now, and it's a um, the fasting is a really good segue where we're going to go into this next segment. But Timothy, are you happy to read uh, twenty three to twenty eight verses twenty three to twenty eight, please? Yes, I'm happy to read that. Um, yeah. So it reads: One Sabbath, he was going through the grain fields, and as they made their way, his disciples began to pluck heads of grain. And the Pharisees were saying to him, Look, why are they doing what is not lawful on the Sabbath? And he said to them, Have you never read what David did when he was in need and was hungry? He and those who were with him, how he entered the house of God in the time of Abiathar the high priest and ate the bread of the presence, which is not lawful for any but the priests but the priests to eat, and also gave it to those who were with him. And he said to them, The Sabbath was made for man, not man for the Sabbath. So the Son of Man is Lord even of the Sabbath. Mm. Thank you, Tabitha. That's okay. So, so now we've gone from, uh, you know, you can't, you can't contain me in your traditions with the parables that he used. This is the time of celebration. And uh, the Pharisees have seen the disciples out there, you know, they don't, they don't fast. And on the Sabbath, they're walking through the grain and they're plucking their heads of grain. Mm. Right? And um, they're offended. They're offended by that. So that, that could be, I guess, considered stealing because they're taking other people's grain but that isn't actually the issue here is it no it's not and in Deuteronomy 23 it talks about how um, it is lawful for them to uh, you know to, if you're going through somebody's field you can grab some you can glean from their field and you know just take a handful of um, you know a handful of it and just just eat it so they're, they're not breaking the Jewish law there but they said it's because it's on the Sabbath mm. so that becomes the issue right and so um yeah, the, the they must have had some pretty strict laws, you know, about what could be done on the Sabbath. Well, yeah, working working was something, you know, um, everyday business was on the Sabbath. So we just talked about fasting, right? Mm. Uh, food, uh, taking intentionally making to, um, you know, not eating food. Sabbath is a is a is a time where you fast with time. Mm. You know, every day. I mean, in twenty twenty one, like we we have cities that. The lights never go off. They're just continually going every single day, right? And so on the Sabbath, God says that I've made this time for you, Mm. right? This is time that you take off. So fast one out of seven times every week. 
you know, it's a, 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 a interesting thing. I, I, yeah. I wouldn't have put that connection together, but now I see it. You know, the the, the message about fasting and the Sabbath. I, I I just thought they were completely separate topics here, but yeah, yeah. No, they're all Mark. Mark knows what he's doing. You know, yeah. and it's interesting. Just the just the sideline. Um, you know, it's interesting that you know, when you get when when the when the uh, when the Earth, you know, three hundred and sixty-five days. Uh, that, that's, that's how long it takes for the earth to rotate around the sun, right? Mm. And when it takes 30 odd days for the, su- uh, for the moon to rotate around the earth, what do we call that? Um, uh, what do you call the, the moon going around? I don't know, David. <laughs> uh, we, they, they, call it, they call it a month. A month or a, month. a month. A month, you know? So you've got a year. <laughs> they call it the lunar cycle. Is that what it's yeah. called? The lunar cycle, yeah. Yeah, so we call it, we, we, we've got names for a year, and we mm. can measure it by 365 days around the, the sun. We've got a day for a month when the moon rotates around the earth. But the seven-day cycle, where did that come from? Wow. How do we, you know? Yeah, where, where did it come from? seems to have been yeah. there since, since forever. <laughs> That's right. It's God's footprint. Yeah. It's God's footprint that he says, hey, I'm still the Lord of all. Mm. You know, I'm still, I'm still the creator, and so these these Pharisees challenge Jesus, and then they get, it, and then Jesus makes a reference. Do you remember last time when I said, when it comes to studying the Bible, if there's an Old Testament reference, what are we supposed to do? Um, when there's an Old Testament reference, we we go back and and That's read right. read the context about you know what was Cor- what was actually being spoken of at that time. Correct. Mm. Right on. I'm, I'm glad, Jason. Glad you remember that. And this, this story, for anyone that wants to look at it, is in 1 Samuel 21. Right. Right. And in this story, uh, when it comes to the sanctuary, the, the, show, the, the bread that's in the sanctuary is holy bread. And uh, the, the high priest, you know, the, the, or the priest, the, the people that do the work, they will change this every seven days. Uh, a fresh, fresh bread will come. On the, for the Sabbath. Mm. That's when the fresh bread would come. And now we just, Jesus just said, you can't contain me in your structures. And he's made a reference to an Old Testament story that's going to throw us off and think, oh, what's going on here? Right? Mm. Because what David actually does, he's a fugitive and he's hungry. Mm. <laughs> he's hungry and he needs to eat. And he goes to a place uh, where this priest is and he appeals to him. And he actually deceives the priest to get the bread. Right. Right. And so th- this priest <laughs> provides the bread after he gives his, his story. And I want people, people can go check it out. He gives his, 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 his um, what, do you, what do you call it? What, what do Australians call it when you give a, a, a sad story to try and get you away? Uh, you, you spin a tail or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I something know. like that. But yeah. I, I, I can't remember the, the expression. But yeah. David actually um, deceives this priest to get bread and he he gets the bread so he get he doesn't get the fresh bread he gets the old bread that comes off and the law to the jews says that that bread is only for the priest to eat yeah and david eats it and um you know the the, the circumstances is punishable mm. right and then jesus says hey pharisees haven't you read in the bible when david was hungry he actually ate from the shoe, the shoe, the shoe bread in the temple mm. And now these guys know the story. They're going, yeah, we don't, what? David deceived that guy. That doesn't sound right. Mm. You know, that, and then he goes on to say, you know, Sabbath was it, you can see the, you can see the comment there in the Bible. Yeah, it says the Sabbath yeah. was made for man, not man for the Sabbath. Yeah, so he's teaching them a lesson now. 
Yeah. And we have to we have to put the pieces together. This is Jesus saying to me, to us and everyone, you can't contain me. You don't understand. You got to try and understand who I am. You know, it's like you know when you think you know somebody, and uh, you know you've been friends with somebody for ages, and then. Um, suddenly you're, you're hanging out somewhere, somewhere you're singing, and then they jump on the piano, and and you think I've known you for three years, never seen you play the piano, and you're yeah. actually amazing at it. You know, you've you know heard people do that to you. Yes, Jesus, I, I, I do know because I'm a worship leader at church, and people <laughs> hide their talents for as long as possible. Well, Jesus does this to us over and over again. Yeah. <laughs> you, you don't know me. You, you've got to get to know who I am, and I want you to know who I am. Mm. And he makes this reference, and we have to sit there going. Is he saying it's okay to break the Sabbath? Is he is he saying it's okay to eat the bread in the temple? Is this what's happening? But he's actually teaching a lesson to them. He's saying to them, "You've made the Sabbath into a formality, mm. right? And, and and we can still be in the danger of doing that, you know. The and um, you know, because when you read the Bible, creation's right back in uh, the Sabbath is found in, in Genesis two mm. that God blessed the seventh day, and then you know, and you get to um. Exodus 14, the Sabbath is, the Sabbath is there before the law, before the Ten Commandments even come out. Then you see it in the Ten Commandments. And in Deuteronomy, it's read twice. In, in Exodus 20, it said, remember the Sabbath day because he's the creator of the, the universe, right? And then in Deuteronomy, it reads again, he says, observe the Sabbath day because he's the one that, um, he's the one that redeemed you from, saved you from Egypt. And so, you know, we get these, um, these are the two major reasons but these guys have turned it into a formality and made it unfun and made it not an observation but something that you have to do to be pious mm. and so you know really throwing that lesson there for them it's amazing yeah it's uh so often we we twist uh what god intends for good and we make it into something not so good I think that's what was going on here. And it can still happen today. Yep, and it still happens today. <laughs> uh, Decoding Bible Prophecy is our book offer for today, and the number is zero four double eight double eight zero eight nine one. That's zero four double eight double eight zero eight nine one. The book is about understanding what those Bible prophets said, uh, especially apocalyptic prophets such as Daniel and John the Revelator. Mm. It's about knowing how to read those prophecies and make sense of some difficult passages in the Bible. You'll learn principles of interpretation, the meaning of a number of apocalyptic symbols, and important hints regarding major time prophecies. So that's our offer today. If you're listening after the break, after the music, we'll go give you the code where you can text that into us to our show number to receive that offer. Now, uh, Tabitha, what's our song that's coming up? So our next song is Holy, Holy Creator of Time. And um, the singer of this song is none other than Jason Cook. Um, <laughs> Jason is, of course, sitting right next to me. He's our host. Um, Jason is very talented in music. He's very passionate about music. And this song is um, has such beautiful melody. It's talking about Jesus, the creator of the time, and um, his sufficient grace in our lives. Author of heaven, creator of earth Evening and morning, spoken to birth Gifted this treasure, a time to renew 
what a beautiful song. Um, welcome back. You're listening to Tazi Encounters. And before we went for a break, we promised to give you today's the code for today's offer, Decoding Bible Prophecy. And I'm going to do that now. Um, the code is LOGOS2. That is L-O-G-O-S-2. No spaces in between. Just text LOGOS2 to 488 Double eight zero eight nine one. That is zero four double eight eight zero four double eight double eight zero eight nine one, and we'll get the book delivered to you. Thanks, Tabitha and uh, David. We're on our home stretch. We've got just a little bit more time to wrap up today's program. So, what have you got to share in summary today? Yeah, I suppose the takeaway in the summary today would be. Um, when we look at fasting and the Sabbath, when it comes to fasting and going without food, and we talked about in modern times, you know, we we've um, people fast for various reasons, whatever is uh, whatever is paralyzing us. You know, uh, social media. Uh, it could be even a relationship. It could be, um, you know, maybe you're into into uh, just watching movies. 24/7 because that's available now. Mm. Um, you know, and and you choose. You you sense God is trying to do a work in your life, and you feel like, man, I'm not, I'm paralyzed. I don't, I don't, I'm not hungry anymore. I use that in a colloquial term. Mm. That I'm not hungry anymore. You know, we should, we need to, as as the people of God, as you know what, as human beings, we need to stay hungry. We need to always feel like I need to improve. There's more, more to life that needs to come. And uh, Jesus says, you know. Uh, there's going to be a time of fasting. And we're talking about this book that you're promoting, right? And you mentioned a guy named Daniel. Mm. Daniel uh, prayed some prayers because he was not sure what was going on because he became a captive to the Babylonians. And uh, there was a prophecy in Jeremiah that actually spoke about his situation. So guess what he does? He prays. And he also fasts. Ah, fasts. Right? Yes, yes. He's yes, in the time yep. of crisis, and, and, and Daniel fasts. Mm. Right? We look at we look at characters in the Bible. Elijah, when he runs away, he's got no you know he's got no food to be provided because of a famine. And uh, you know during the time he's hiding, he's in hiding. He's scared of Jezebel that's going to punish him and everything. And while he's hiding, God sends these ravens to feed him. Mm. You know these ravens are taking bread from somewhere else and they're giving it to Elijah. You know, and there's a there's there's a um, there's a lesson that we, we're learning here that God will provide everything that we need. Mm. There's nothing that we need to be fearful of. Mm. Right? When it comes to the Sabbath, uh, the same thing happens here. You know, often often when um, I've been with people that are learning the Bible for the first time, or learning about Jesus, or uh, Christians that um, are coming to the coming to realize, oh, you know, I've been. I thought Sunday was the was the day, and now you're teaching me that in the Bible that Friday sunset to Sunday sunset is a, a, a the time of, of of convocation and Sabbath. And I said, yeah, right. And usually it's like, well, I've been working. I work on Sat- on Saturdays, mm. or I, I play sport on Saturdays, or um, you know, oh, Saturdays I can't do because of whatever reason, mm. whatever reason it is, right? Mm. And this is a time where you can actually test that faith. And say, if God will provide all my needs, then um, maybe this is something I need to—I don't need to be afraid of, mm. right? This is something I could probably, um, if I test this, and, and I'm always, you know, it's always at that cusp. I can see the struggle in the eyes, and and I and I, when I say this, I'm not saying this for any 
pragmatic reason. Uh, and what I mean by that is I'm not saying this because uh, you should feel like you're going to get rewarded. But I, I have never been in a situation where somebody stepped out in faith and said, you know, I'm going to stop playing um, – Stop playing that sport. I'm gonna stop working on that on that um, that time, and, and and I'm gonna pray to God and ask what will happen. So far in my life, and my witness, and what I've seen, there's been a hundred percent strike rate where God comes in mm. and does something for them. <clears throat> and it, it is hard. I know somebody who was uh, looking for work, and they were trying to find a, a job that didn't involve Saturday work, and that was a test of faith because uh, they had to hang out for a long time, and they even had to get some help from other people to, to tide them over. But eventually a job came and uh, they got a job that didn't require them to work on Sabbath. So Yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, if, if you're talking about the same person, unfortunately she, um, she had to go to the mainland for that and, mm. yes. <laughs> and miss her dearly. But yeah, that's right. And and, and it's, uh, it's amazing that you brought her up, Jason. Mm. Um, there were a few times that we called each other because at the – Tabitha, remind me, the University of... Tasmania. Um, thank you. The University of Tasmania. Yes. She was also in that same group with us in Tabitha. Yes. Yeah. And so, um, you know, she, we, we, would, we would call each other um, once every week or something and, and just have a prayer with my wife, her, and just, you know, saying, hold on, you know, God's mm. going to provide. And, and she, the, the concept of the Sabbath wasn't new to her. No. She knew that for, so I feel like God was testing her faith, her faith was, even deeper. Yeah, yeah. yeah but I, I found with people that are, are new to this thought and new to this idea, uh, it seems like God's quite quick to affirm. Yeah. Listen, you're yeah. making the right decision. Yes, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna provide you. I want to show you that the Sabbath was made for man, not man for the Sabbath. And yeah. these, they, these, um, these ideas and what we just read in Mark, it is a quick reminder. I'm still the God that provides all your needs. Mm. I'm in authority. Yeah. Amen. Amen. David, thank you for your uh, study today. I, I always enjoy our studies on Monday mornings. It's a good start yeah, to the week. Um, <laughs> what have you got for us next week? Next week we're looking at um, Mark 3. We're going to – I don't think we'll read the whole chapter, but you can read the whole chapter. Sure. But what we're going to what we're going to look at is everything in here it, it suggests to us what it means to follow Christ. And um, what he teaches next week is – the new family. When you follow him, you have a new family. Okay. That's awesome. And tomorrow we've got Gary Webster on his program, Lifetime Search. He's got an interesting title. It's it's called Star Wars, Why So Much Suffering? So I think mm. there's going to be some good questions uh, in there and some good answers as well. So uh, we're going to go out shortly with this song, and uh, it's actually relevant to what we've been talking about. It's called All You'll Ever Need by Andrew Peterson. Blood of Jesus, it is like the widow's oil. It's enough to pay the price to set you free It can fill up every jar and every heart that ever be When it's all you have, it's all you'll ever need When it's all you have, it's all you'll ever need Go under, let the water wash you clean 